So once again, welcome everyone to our gathering here on Monday evenings through the Flagstaff Insight Meditation Community, whether you're here in person or on Zoom. Now, sometimes when my heart feels troubled and broken by really so many of the violent conflicts in the world that are happening right now, whether it be the violence in the Sudan, in, in particular the, the Darfur region, or the continued violence and oppression in Myanmar and Burma, or in Haiti, or in the whole Sahel region of Africa, the war in Ukraine, the list goes on. And even here, you know, these, what I would call these both political and individual threats towards those on the margins, you know, in terms of gender or sexual orientation or the intermingling of race and class. And I, what I find for my own heart in, in the midst of such trouble, it can be so easy to feel helpless. You know what I'm talking about? It's like I, I'm inundated with this and then what to do, there can be a helpless feeling, at least for me at times. And, and I wanna say, yeah, I think it's so important to respond where I can. And for me, often I found it helpful to find something to engage in, even in small ways that feels, you know, the phrase that's used in Buddhism, that's onward leading. Onward leading both for myself and for others, and I feel for the world. And classically, one of those ways of engaging in something is through the practice of generosity. And just a reminder, you, you know, this path is about much more than just meditation. It's much broader than that. And generosity is something that's both, you could say, the foundation of this path. Often the Buddha would begin with teachings on generosity. And also I, I see it as the culmination. When the heart is free, the way I imagine it, what is it free to do? It's free to be generous in this wholehearted way. And tonight, I'd like to offer you some reflections on a particular kind of generosity that, that I find actually inspiring. It's, and it's giving the gift of fearlessness, giving that gift to, to others. Abhayadana is the Pali word, Pali being one of the scriptural languages of early Buddhism. And, and dana, many of you know this word dana, just means giving. Baya means fear, and then the ah, ah is the opposite of that. So it's the, the gift, the gift of uh, without fear, of, of no fear, of fearlessness. And from one of the commentaries, there's a, a definition of this. The, it said the giving of fearlessness is the giving of protection, or you could say the safety to beings when they have become frightened on account, on account of kings and thieves and fires and water and enemies and lions and tigers, <laughs> other wild beasts, dragons, ogres, demons, and goblins. 
And the way I'd like to, to begin this evening is just to invite you to reflect a little bit and even to hear from you of like, what are ways that, that you can give, even in small ways, the gift of fearlessness, the gift of safety, of protection, of whatever those dragons or ogres or lions and tigers might be in this modern era? <laughs> Maybe all kinds of things come to mind around what those might be. Like, how can you do that? And if you're on line there, what I invite you to do is to, to put in the chat there, what are ways that you can give the gift of fearlessness to others, to give the gift of safety, and to put that in the, the chat there, just phrases or sentences. And if you're here in person, and I'll, I'll try to repeat it to, to those in Zoom, what comes to mind? What, what are simple ways that you offer safety to other beings? What comes to mind? Yeah, Rajiv? friendship. Um, Thank you, yeah. Uh, what was said here is uh, offering friendship, right? That's a that's a kind of protection, a kind of safety that we can give others is friendship. Yeah. Okay. To offer a voice when needed. Yeah, a voice of protection or safety. Yeah. Yeah, holding space can also be a way of giving this gift of, of fearlessness, of safety. Yeah. And maybe I'll just read a couple of these in the chat here too. Katie says, unconditional positive regard, letting others know I will always assume the best about them. Thanks for that, Katie. And I love this simplicity. A smile can really do it. Or offering a safe space for difficult conversations. Or Brian says, attending to people's pain and sadness, hearing them, being present with them. And like just with the last one, I know how that feels. Like when somebody is really listening to me, I feel safer. I feel protected by those from those dragons, you can say, those ogres, those kings and thieves and lions and tigers. And then another one, Denise thinks, boundless warmth in the midst of challenging conversations. Yeah. Isn't that another place? you're having a challenging conversation with someone and to have the notion of like, oh, maybe I can offer safety and protection to this other person, even though it's not going well. Thanks for that, Denise. Yeah. So thanks for those. Do you start to get a feeling of this just from our brainstorming here, how sweet it is to be able to give such a gift? And I, I wanna linger with a few of these and to share some examples and then take a next step with it. One was, uh, which came up in different ways, holding space or deeply listening. Or one way I see this is one way that I can offer the gift of fearlessness is deeply understanding, like being able to understand another person's world and then respond as best I can to really have that understanding. And what comes to mind is um, at one point, it was quite a while ago, I was briefly living in a community in London, in London, England. And it was, uh, it was a mixture. It was a, a mixture of the community of volunteers like me. And then the other part of the community, the, the main part of the community were uh, people who were living on the streets, people who were unhoused or people who had been living on the streets. 
And that was the community. And I remember there was one situation where a guy, say, say his name's Tom, Tom um, finally got some housing. He got a flat. He was super psyched. He'd probably spent, I'm guessing, probably close to two decades living on the streets. So this was a significant change. So a bunch of us were like, uh, hey, Tom, let's go celebrate. And how do you celebrate in London? Fish and chips, right? <laughs> so we got to this place where there were fish and chips and we entered the store to order. We're going to order fish and chips and probably just hang out outside there. And as we went into the store, I noticed Tom looked started to look incredibly nervous. He definitely wasn't himself. It was like he was, uh, it, it, at first it was like, it, it looked like he was having diff difficulty orienting to the, to the situation. And then as I slowed down and started tracking his eyes, I realized he couldn't read. Because uh, on the streets, often there were people I'd met that never learned to read. And and there was the, you know, how they have those boards up there with everything that you could order. And this made sense, right? He felt unsafe being around all these people who could read and he couldn't. And it was like I could feel the buildup of anxiety that comes from, that can come before a potentially awkward and embarrassing moment for him. You know, that can come when you are the one who is different in a way that often is seen as less than. And so as I noticed that, I just started to like have this conversation out loud with them of like, would you look at that? Look at that's on the menu. Interesting. I don't know if I'm going to get that. I don't know what you're going to be getting, Tom, or maybe that. Oh, and then there's that and that. Just a conversation where he didn't have to kind of be the one who couldn't read. It was this gift of fearlessness. It was the message to him, oh, we're here together in this strange space for you. And we got your back, it's okay. And then we had a wonderful, joyous celebration. It was wonderfully a non-event for him with that. A simple gift, the gift of fearlessness. I think small gifts of fearlessness can be so transformative. Just the small things. Or an acquaintance or friend of mine who, because of their background, she she just felt a lot safer when we went to a coffee shop to make sure that her back was against the wall in a way in a corner so that she could see the room. And I know, and she even mentioned to me that it felt so great to be able to go to a coffee shop where I knew that that's what she needed. And it was just something that we always looked for. Right. And I, I wasn't like trying to give her solutions or trying to fix her. It was just offering a small gift that allowed her system to settle. And hopefully you're hearing in both of these, in some ways it's a dimension of simple recognition of another person or another being, right? Acknowledging, supporting, and recognizing 
there's, there's different ways of being in the world. So many different ways. And dominant ways of being in the world can push other ways of being in the world to the margins in a way that creates fear and invisibility. This is just how systems work. And to be able to start to be sensitive to this, to be able to offer such a beautiful gift. And I, I want to say, just as a side note, this is one of the values that we aspire towards here at Flagstaff Insight Meditation Community, is, is this broader sense of what it is to create community, to really engage in continually giving the gift of fearlessness. And I want to acknowledge it's always a work in progress. There are nuances and challenges around this that I think are important. And then an, another classical way of offering this gift of fearlessness that's spoken about, which is uh, offering the gift of my own ethical integrity. So what's an example of this? And, and maybe some of you can relate to this or notice this like I have. Like, I, I feel safer around people who I know who don't gossip or aren't going to gossip about what I share with them people who don't speak poorly of others behind their back. When I, when I know someone has integrity about what I share with them, I feel a lot safer. Do you know what I'm talking about? And do you know that feeling where there's somebody you like a lot, but you know they like to share a lot? <laughs> and maybe in ways that isn't so respectful of, you know, you demonstrating your own vulnerability. And, and that's a gift I want to be able to offer. I want to be able to offer that to others. What a, what a beautiful gift. And to notice when you do that, you're offering a gift to others. When you have ethical integrity, people are going to feel safer around you. So just through your beingness, it's a gift. And I also want to point out that when this is spoken about, it's not just giving the gift of fearless to human beings, but to other animals as well, which I think is important. For example, giving them space. This, this afternoon, I was outside and it was really quite striking and delightful. I, I happened upon three deer, three bucks, these huge horns, right? These huge antlers. They're all fuzzy still, just what I think super cute. And when I saw them, uh, or basically when they saw me, I, I immediately wanted to back away so that they could, because they were, they were resting, they had, they had uh, uh, hunkered down, settled down uh, for, the, for the day. And so I wanted to be able to walk away soon enough so they didn't run away, so they could come back to settle where they were, so they didn't have to run away in fear. That felt good. So it's not just like, oh, what a great experience of seeing deer. What's even a greater experience is offering a gift or even bugs and insects. I love bugs and insects. <laughs> we like to put out water for the birds, but also for the bugs. And for the bugs, have you noticed, you gotta give them something or they're gonna drown. So it's always nice to put little sticks in there, right? And just a stick, they can swim around, they get on the stick and they're fine. <laughs> it's such a simple thing, but it feels so good for my heart. I'm sure it feels good for their hearts as well. giving a gift, 
giving a gift of fearlessness. I want to take this a next step though, because I, I also, also want to say there's, I think there's a kind of depth in this realm and also a complexity around offering a gift of fearlessness. As I always like to do, I'll begin with a poem that I think exemplifies this. I think there's a lot in this poem, but I, I, I want to take some time just with a couple points in it. And this is a, a poem by uh, Carrie Shapers. I love the, the title. It's called Mother Talks Back to Monsters. Tonight, I dressed my son in astronaut pajamas, kissed his forehead, and tucked him in. I turned on his nightlight and looked for you in the closet and under the bed. I told him you were nowhere to be found, but I could smell your breath, your musty fur. I remember all your tricks, the jagged shadows on the wall, click of your claws, the hand that hovered just above my ankles if I left them exposed. Since I became a parent, I see danger everywhere. Unleashed dogs, sudden fevers, cereal two days, out of date. And even worse than feeling so much fear is keeping it inside, trying not to let my love become so tangled with anxiety, my son thinks they're the same. When he says he's seen your tail or heard your heavy step, I insist that you aren't real. Soon, He'll feel too old to tell me his bad dreams. If you get lonely after he's, he's asleep, you can always come downstairs. I'll be sitting at the kitchen table with the dishes I should wash, crumbs I should wipe up. We can drink hot tea and talk about the future, how hard it is to be outgrown. This attempting, the attempting to give the gift of fearlessness. Do you hear how, at least in part of this, this poem, can sometimes be a tangle, especially what I notice around those I deeply care about. You know, as the poet says, and I appreciate how she gives the words to this, she says, remember, and and even worse than feeling so much fear is keeping it inside, trying not to let my love become so tangled with, with anxiety, my son thinks they're the same. Maybe you've noticed this. Have you maybe tried to give one of these gifts of fearlessness to someone? but it's really coming from a place of fear, from a place of anxiety. It's different, isn't it? Yet in order to truly give a, a, a gift of fearlessness, it needs to come from a place of fearlessness. 
And I want to be clear, it doesn't mean there's not fear, but it is not the main driving force in my heart. Rather, the main driving force, rather, it's love, it's kindness, it's compassion. And this is what I want to slow down to. Yeah, there, there is a lot in this poem, but, but what is it to not let fear be the main driving force behind my gifts? Rather, allowing it to be love. So what's this going to require of me? It's going to require that I learn to be with my fear. To be with it rather than governed by it. Right? And then what opens is, is the ability to, to offer such a gift from a different place in my heart. It's this process that we're always talking about in meditation, cultivating the capacity to be with it, to get to know it from a kind of embodied way so I can skillfully navigate it. So I want to be clear, it's not about necessarily getting rid of it. It's learning how to be with it with capacity. And I want to point out that this is the basis, this is the foundation for such a gift. Are you starting to hear now how this path is so intertwined? It's even intertwined with generosity. I, I can meditate so the heart can be free to, to sincerely give. Because when I can learn to be with fear without being overwhelmed by it, it allows me to begin to trust something deeper. I can begin to trust just being present. I can learn to trust simply being kind or compassionate. There's an image that uh, comes to mind around this. This is the uh, uh, an image of this Hindu goddess, uh, uh, Akhilil, uh, Akhilandeshvara. Akhilil, Akhilandeshvara. Sorry for the pronunciation. And what's so striking about her is this goddess, she rides on a crocodile or stands on a crocodile. And so I've been told the crocodile represents fear. And what I love about this is is that the fear is close, it's right there, it's under her feet, it's not gone, it's right there. But she's not overwhelmed by it. She's not being chased by it, maybe informed by it, but not chased by it. And the meaning of her name is specifically the, I guess it literally means uh, uh, the goddess who is never not broken. I love that. AKA always broken. <laughs> it's a little bit easier that way. There's something about the never not broken though. The way I take this in, especially when I fold it into this notion of giving the gift of fearlessness, is that it's not about perfection. Because it's my imperfection where the learning happens.
Because in many of these situations, I'm making an educated guess around what might offer someone a sense of safety and protection, but I don't know. When I was in the fish and chips place, I had no idea how Tom was gonna react to when I was speaking out loud. I was just guessing. It landed, but as all, I've also guessed where it didn't land. And I think that's what comes with the willingness to offer a gift of fearlessness. I'm going to be making an educated guess. I don't completely know. And yet, if I'm never not broken, it's not a problem. Because I know that's the path. That's the way to truly learn to give the gift of fearlessness. I really feel that this gift, this value is so important for our community here and our communities in the broader sense. Because what comes to mind is it's, it's, it's reminding myself, well, I am a porous creature. We are porous creatures. Like I'm, I'm so impacted by so many things. Like I can feel it, maybe you can notice it's like our bodies take in these narratives of fear that are so much circulating around us. And then my system can ingest them in ways that perpetuate that fear. But there's a flip side to that, isn't that? Oh, we are porous creatures. I'm a porous creature. These bodies can also take in narratives of courage and protection and safety and fearlessness. And in the same way, they can spread in a way that feels contagious in a positive way, I think, for our lives and for our world. So yeah, giving this gift of fearlessness, it, I think it has this potential of being this beautiful contagion. I think that this world needs. So may we give this gift of fearlessness in a way that leads to the liberation of all beings. Thank you. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.